Welcome to another episode of Awaken Now What? I'm your host, Helen. And I'm your host, JR. And today's episode is very special. It's our anniversary one. Happy anniversary. We've had one full year of our crazy asses speaking into these microphones. Uh, Yes. Yes. This episode is a special format. We're going to be talking about some of the best moments that we've had thus far throughout seasons one and two. We've had a lot of challenges. We've had a lot of fun. So let us take you back into some of those best moments that we've recorded thus far. Let's hear it. What was your favorite moment from our first episode, our premiere? Our premiere. I I remember it was my first time just speaking my truth into the microphone so that the whole world could hear. And we've, we've gotten many, many great compliments on the quality of that episode. What, what about you? What was your uh, favorite moment? I, a favorite moment would have to be hearing you, hearing more details about your own awakening journey, mm-hmm. like especially how you talk about the purges that you've had. Mm-hmm. Let's hear a little bit about that. What are the symptoms you kind of went through? Man, it felt like I went through a spiritual purging where it literally felt like I was physically vomiting. And I... I had all this knowledge and light because what happens is, is your body is trying to integrate more light within your DNA. Your DNA, the structure of your DNA changes. You're healing. You're healing through this, this time. You, you were going through a cleansing and purification process. And so when that happens, all the negative layers and energy within you come out to the surface to heal. And so you're going to feel all of it. You're going to feel the full range and spectrum of emotions. And you're going to be dealing with stuff that you've buried away or you thought you've buried away within your mind, within your body. And mind you, the DNA stores all those memories. It's all coded into your DNA. At the outset, when you don't know what you're going through, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. like you have no clue what the hell is going on with, with your body. And your nervous system goes into overload if you do not know how to handle it. I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, so that was amazing. And we talk about continuous awakenings. You don't just awaken once, right? You have these continuous awakenings throughout the rest of your journey. You continue to evolve. You continue to expand. And I remember I did Cambo, for all the listeners out there who don't know what that is. It is a uh, traditional frog venom ceremony where they put little... They put three burn marks on you and they apply the medicine to those burns. And what it does is you set an intention before the ceremony, what you want to purge out. Say you want to purge out, uh, like for me, I wanted to purge out all the toxic metals within my body. Mm. Um, and it's like 45 minutes of, honestly, it's hell. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it was I think during the beginning of my awakening, I, did an intense spiritual purge for about three years and it felt like I was throwing up on the inside, but nothing, it was, it felt like I was like a visceral feeling like I was throwing up. And during the Cambo ceremony, it's you're throwing up like projectile vomit for 45 minutes. And me and my girlfriend did it together and it was intense. And honestly, it fucking sucked. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's, it's just it's, it's more of the benefits of it it's more of the benefits of it have have you experienced any sort of uh purges since your first awakening oh my gosh so i did a lemon bath a um, lemon because bath. i yeah this is how sensitive i am you guys i did a lemon bath and i started to feel like a little convulsy or like I guess like spasms in my body so I got out of the is bath I go to the shower the bath? is it lemons in the bath yeah yeah like lemon slices yeah and then I go to my shower huh I was just thinking about it I was trying <laughs> yeah. to visualize it yeah it's like so natural right just slices of lemon in a, ba- in a hot bath and I go right. to my shower because I'm feeling out of it sorts and it just, it's like an ayahuasca level of purging, you guys. I was oh like, what is God. happening? I just, it's like dry heaving. My body's just like, um, right. yeah, I guess it's the only way to describe it is convulsing. And I was just like, this is so awful. But I had the best night's sleep afterward that I have had in a long time. But if you want to I purge people, that. try a lemon bath. <laughs> With Epsom like, salts, I think. Well, I can, right, we can right. drop... Uh, can we we do do we drop like I guess we could drop a link to the rest of, to the bath recipe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that in the show notes. Yeah, I'll drop a, a mm-hmm. hyperlink. But yeah, we talk about okay. purging as not being fun, and honestly, it's not. But during the spiritual journey, you're going to purge, and it's not going to feel good. And it, it, you're purging for a reason. You're purging to clear out all this these negative frequencies, these negative energies within you. So oh, well, and another a, another way of thinking about it is. Um, yes, in fact, you like the physical action is you feel that you are purging stuff out of you, but it's yep. also on the same coin, you more of you is coming to light, more of you is coming online. Yes, ooh, that I love that. It gave me chills. More of you is coming online. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had our friend Terry Smith on the Ascension episodes. Uh, that episode has gotten hundreds and hundreds of view- listens and views so far. What stood out to you the most during those episodes? I know for sure with Terry, when we talked about the inner child growing up, because that yeah. is not talked about enough. It's always that's like, not- what is your inner child? What does your inner child right. need? But let's grow up. <laughs> There's a lot of talk to you about um, while you're on the ascension path, the inner child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and I, JR and I had a conversation about this. Eventually, you guys, the inner child grows up. Eventually. Like, there's only so much inner child work and trauma that you can do. Because eventually that inner child becomes you, the adult. And that's where a lot of people are going to have a hard time with ascension is because they don't want to go into adult spirituality. And they're still very immature. Right. There's There's a maturity that has to happen with as you are ascending. Yeah, because like you said, at a certain point, the inner child is healed, and one must move on. And the inner well, child, child grows up. Yeah. <laughs> it's an adult. Yeah. yeah. So, it was a two-part episode on the ascension, and one of the sticking points in the, the second part of that episode was how to integrate light and information. At the beginning of this journey, I was like, what the fuck is integration? How do you integrate? Yes, you can read and learn. How do you truly, truly integrate all those teachings, all those lessons? And she had something great to say about that. Let's take a look. 
How do we properly integrate light and information? Sleep. Uh, oh. Yep. Absolutely. Because you can learn and learn and learn and not integrate. Oh, 100%. But sleep. It, that's the, that in my opinion, that is the number one way that you integrate. Because it resets your sympathetic and parasympathetic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're in 4D? Yep. Well, sometimes you may not be. Because you can integrate in the 4D, too. You can integrate in 4D right? and then move beyond that. Beyond. Right? Yeah. Eventually. I mean, that's the whole point. But you can't bypass it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of people in the spiritual community right. trying to jump from 3D to 5D, and I'm like, have a right. 4. But, yeah, I think what you eat to help you integrate is important. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you might need some caffeine, and maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. That's where you got to, like we talked about earlier, where you got to use the discernment. Right. The work that I do, I like to give my clients a good month to integrate. Yeah, I you think know? I think like, I had a whole year off from you to integrate. And sometimes you <laughs> take, yeah, sometimes you <laughs> take a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. It just depends. Jerry had a lot of uh, great insight into that. So our next episode was sex, dating, and spirituality. Helen, what sticks out to you in that first part of that episode? I was really captivated by when we were talking about the energies we want to create in a relationship Mm -hmm. and how relationships are truly energetic exchanges. So let's go back in here. JR and I talk about that some more. We all know that relationships dating are energetic exchanges, right? When there's a block in one, the whole relationship is blocked. There needs to be a clear feedback loop for that relationship to bloom and succeed as it pertains to a serious relationship, and as you guys become more intertwined with each other's energies and within your auric field, blocks can be instantly felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it's one experience from you where you instantly knew there was a block, and you didn't even have to say anything. Mm, I'm going to have to think about that. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I had one girl that I was dating, and I won't get into much detail, but I fell in love with her. And I instantly knew that something was off. I had caused a little bit of problems early on in the relationship, but I instantly knew that it wasn't going to end well. (laughs) Uh That was already an energetic block within that relationship. Again, we come back to self-awareness, reading your body, reading your intuition. Whenever you get so intertwined with someone's auric field, you absolutely read their energies. I guess on the flip side, I can say that when I was really entwined with someone's energy, We had a conversation where he needed to go off and process it. Uh. And so I didn't hear from him for a little bit. But the night before he contacted me, finally came in and replied, I knew he was talking about me the night before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Your telepathic psychic abilities. (laughs) Right? No, we we all have these abilities. We all have these abilities. You guys know how to read energies. You don't need me. You don't need us to tell you that. <laughs> we're just here to empower you to do it. Right. We're, we're here to encourage you to step into your own power. With that being a year ago, JR, what, what, what's come to light now that you and Cherish have been going at it strong? And like, what more does this mean to you today? Yeah, what we said in that episode really just confirmed, you know, all is energy. All is energy. Uh, all is projected thought, you know, and your interactions with your significant others is a direct reflections of your own energy. It's direct reflections of yourself, right? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. You, so I don't, I don't know if you want me to bring this up, Helen, but Helen is now dating in a serious relationship with someone. And uh, if the listeners can remember, she was on that dating service when we at the time. That. Holy cow! So, Helen, let's give the listeners an update on your love life. Yeah. So. On that note that you mentioned how it's all energy and really it's about what is our energy on the inside so that we can be experiencing it on the outside. I actually had gone through a whole journey of releasing the guy that I had a trauma bond with and I did not realize how much of the energy was within. It was like, I would say a good five to six months of truly letting go and recognizing that it was no longer for me. And mm. I think when I started dating this current guy who is in, who is more serious about, we are about each other. Look at that. I'm stumbling and nervous guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, <I was> <laughs> nervous. <laughs> um, it you just went to, to show how much. Want. Oh no, it's true. It's good. It's good okay. for people. I know what that inspires. Yeah. yeah. It just goes to show how much work I did because I let go. And even, I think even into my third date with this guy, I was sharing with him truly and openly guys, so transparent, like that I was mm -hmm. still letting go of the other guy and that, um, I am fully healing and like moving into a new version of me with him and wow. the growth is and your energy, anyway. your energy, you're giving him the, the, the proper energy that you need to move this relationship forward. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And he has said multiple times how he appreciates the openness and like um, intentionality that I've taken with like keeping things slower and mm -hmm. intentional and getting to know each other first before muddling anything with sex. <laughs> All right. So in that second part of sex, dating and spirituality, uh, we talked about cosmic charging. And what it basically what cosmic charging means is as the female is on the verge of orgasm, she sends energy back into her partner and the partner then channels that energy and sends it back to her. So I've actually practiced this. This might be TMI again for some of the listeners, but hey, this label, this episode is labeled as explicit. So here you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As she's beginning to, to, you know, get more in the energy, getting ready to climax, I actually put my hand on her heart chakra and I, I place her hand on my heart chakra. And I, the attention, the intention is to, as she's building up momentum, as she's building up energy, I'm receiving that energy. And then I focus on sending it back into her. And sometimes I'll place my hand on her uh solar plexus so i can send it uh back to her that way and for whatever reason every time she's like i feel this tingling within my body this this tingling this buildup of energy and it's it's not about the orgasm at that point it's about the experience and it's about that buildup it's about that culmination of of that powerful sexual energy and it's fantastic. So that tip 
and technique I encourage all the listeners to do. (laughs) So let's talk about cosmic charging. Yes. This says that when a woman reaches orgasm from penetration without her partner reaching orgasm, and as she climaxes, her partner receives the energy of the orgasm and loops the orgasmic energy back into her. Yeah. When we talk about sex and energy and that energetic loop, that creation of energy within the sex act is enormous, depending on your mm-hmm. level of connection with that other person. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced something like this? Yes. <laughs> All right, so break it down. <laughs> I wish it for everyone. <laughs> so what? All right, so what was it like? I guess now. Now we're no, talking no. about both heterosexual sex and homosexual sex. Because so, this is all energy. All energy. All it's energy. not just because just because the definition says penetration, it doesn't mean right. that it's just that. Not just the penis. It says one partner climaxes, the other can receive, receive the energy. energy. Yeah, see, it's all energy manipulation. Right, it is. Yeah. Right. And I know that when I'm there, it's because I ha- I'm, I've let go. I'm in a very free state. Let Surrendered go of into all, that moment and you're fully present. Let go of present. all those preconceived things. How am I supposed to look? How am I supposed to behave? Whatever, yeah. whatever. You're just free. Right. Yeah. Something fun for you guys to try and for yeah. myself as, <laughs> I, as I intentionally get into sex because I have not had sex yet with this new guy. (laughs) (laughs) We kicked off season two with a bang, right, Helen? A huge one. (laughs) (laughs) It's the episode on aliens, ETs, and our cosmic origin with Ishmael Perez. Wow. We've had those are our two episodes with the most listeners by far. Clearly, there's a lot of information in those episodes that people want to hear, that people are excited about. What stood out to you in that two-part episode, Helen? I really enjoyed the talk about spiritualizing organic matter. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a look at what Ishmael had to say about that. Can you tell us more about spiritualizing organic matter? Absolutely. Um, Meditation is the thing, you know. Even if you are into Tai Chi, ki, ki, uh, what is it called? Qigong, ki, ki ki whatever it takes for you to raise your frequency, to be in that state of mind where it is known as no mind. Because mm-hmm. when you're in that state of mind that is known as no mind, that's when you access your own zero point field. Mm-hmm. And when you access that zero point field, um, you realize that you are one with source, that one with God. And at that point, you start creating, manifesting at a rate where you begin to materialize things spontaneously with your mind. Wow. So that's how we become spiritual is by realizing that we are, you know, one with creator source. Mm-hmm. There is no separation. We have access. Anyone has access to this zero point energy field Yes. in any given moment if they commit to the practice. Absolutely. And those are amazing words from Ishmael Perez. Yeah. So much information in those episodes, right, Helen? Yes, there was a lot. It's very dense. You might need to take a few listens. <laughs> Yes, yes. And in the after show, we recorded an after show to that. We uh, included a bunch of resources and links um, in the show notes. So forever. So so whoever listens to those episodes, please make sure to listen to the after show and make sure to read the show notes on more galactic research, more galactic history that will give you better insight into that episode. Uh, For me in that second part of uh, that episode, I remember him talking about the 144,000. And during my spiritual journey, 
when I first started, I heard that, I read that number countless times, but it could never, it never really gave me a concrete answer about who the 144,000 were, what that number signified, what it meant. And so to be, you know, in that room with him when he actually mentioned and gave a, a specific answer to what the 144,000 are, I was like, okay, that gives me a better sense of what it is. And so let's take a look about what he said on the 144,000. Can you explain who the 144,000 are? Absolutely. So the 144,000 has to do with two things. It has to do with 144 strands of DNA that was given to us at the highest level of reality. DNA expression. DNA expression, as well as 144,000 oversouls that are coming from the 13th dimension and up to incarnate at this time without any karma or anything because they're already ascended beings. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. They're here to help the planet and they volunteered and they decided to come because back in the fifties, our planet was heading into a nuclear war. Mm -hmm. It was heading into mm -hmm. a downworld spiral where the earth was going to be destroyed. So a, a, a shout out was, was uh, called by the earth herself. Cause the earth is a living entity, just like, you know, our solar system, our galaxy and our universe. Mm -hmm. we're, we're dealing with the living cosmos people, right? Everything is alive, you know? So the earth called out for help and the 144,000 oversouls uh, responded. And so they've been incarnating in waves since the 60s, late 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. Dolores Cannon talked, um, talked about that, the three waves of volunteers. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Mm. right. So one of the things that I want people to know about, especially if you guys are starseeds out there, or even if you're not a starseed, um, like I said, uh, take what resonates and, you know, if it, if it resonates with you, great. If it not, if it doesn't do your own research. But the 144,000 are actually part of this um, idea that we are emerging and as an avatar down here on the earth. We're still coexisting on different levels of reality. We're still on our mothership, monitoring things from the higher dimensions. Uh, we we were the commanders. We are the commanders. We are the intergalactic forces. We are the you know the gatekeepers. We mm -hmm. are the the um, the guardians of galaxies and universes. And we, in order for us to exist here is that we're projecting a portion of our consciousness down into the third dimension. Mm -hmm. And this is just an avatar that was developed for us in order for us to also be the ground crew. So that's what we are down here doing is we're actually the boots on the ground. Right. And I kept asking myself over the years, why isn't there more help? We are the help. Yes. The next episode after that is actually a new series we're doing within our series called Spotlights, where we hear some of your own awakening journeys. What did you think of the Spotlight episode, JR? It was great, actually. It was great to hear Lauren's personal experience, personal backstory. Um, she went from, it was, it was almost like a rags to riches story. So I, I'm Lauren. I'm a career coach for creatives. So I help burnt out creatives align with their purpose and make money doing work that they love. So my sober journey has been so interesting as well. Um, the first meeting that I went to the night before I had a friend who came over and we shared a bottle of tequila. He left that night. I had given him some uh, some Valium too, because I was like, here, have some. And he ended up, uh, I woke up in the morning with a bunch of text messages from him saying that he had been pulled over by a cop. He got a DUI. Like if I would have woken up to finding out that he was dead, like, I don't know what I would have done. When you get into a rut, like 
and you hit a rock bottom, like what for some people, like what is it that's going to make them change? I take a lot of those principles into my coaching as well. And it's the same thing, like getting help with your career. Like there's so many people that these, you know, the people that I help are people that are usually overwhelmed, frustrated, in a rut, feeling stuck. And like, they just don't know what steps to take next or like how to get where they want to go. And it's like, again, at what point do you get to the point of like desperation to ask for help? So that was a great rundown of some of the best moments uh, of Awakened. Now what? There are more great episodes planned in the pipeline. And happy anniversary, Helen. We've, we've gained a pretty big following in a year. We can't thank you guys enough. This show is all about you guys. Uh, we're trying to build a great community here. So this, this is what I'm going to do for any of the listeners out there. Uh, send this podcast to five different people that you think might like this. And if you, if you send it to five different people, I'll, I'll give you one free session. One ah. free session for spiritual guidance, for spiritual awakening coaching. If you need it, I'll give you one free session. So uh, again, we just want to keep circulating this within the community. We want people to feel a sense of community from the show. We want you to reach out whenever you feel like reaching out. What's a birthday wish you have for the next year, JR? Birthday wish. Wow. So Helen and I current, currently we made recently made a big investment to grow this show. So our, our plan our goal, our dream is to have this podcast be the number one spiritual podcast in the spirituality space. What about you, Helen? What is your birthday wish? My wish is for more of you guys to reach out to us so that we know what's going on for you and we can customize the content some more. Yes, yes. This is all about the community. Please uh, join our Discord We'll drop the Discord link in the show notes. Also, join our email list. Make sure to, uh, you'll receive bonus content, discounts on sessions. And again, for the first person who reaches out to me, who sends this podcast to five different people who might possibly be interested in it, message me. I'll give you a free coaching session. And with that said, yeah. happy anniversary, Helen. Happy anniversary, JR. <laughs>